Hi, friends. Welcome to Encouraged and Equipped. On this podcast, we introduce you to the women of Christ Chapel Bible Church. We share our stories to encourage and equip each other to live out our faith in Jesus. We are so glad you're here. We all need friends and we all want them. But how do we initiate friendship? How important is reconciliation? How do we persevere in those relationships? In this episode, we invited Camille Adams, Shamira Leonard, and Linda Kunkel to speak into those questions. They share stories of both the work and joy of friendship. Here's their conversation. I'm Camille Adams, and today I get to talk with Shamira Leonard and Lena Kunkel about friendship. And can I just say that it is a joy that I get to take a little bit of my day to gain some wisdom from both of you guys about a really precious topic to us. Um, I love seeing how the Lord uses friendships in our lives to shape each other. And today I'd love for us to look at how the gospel motivates us to seek out friendships to reconcile with friendships, and to endure in friendship. At the heart of friendship, I think that we have the opportunity to showcase the sacrificial love of Christ. And I think it would be wonderful to encourage each other with stories of what that might look like through different stages of friendship and different stages of life. So one thing I've been thinking about um, is initiating friendships. Because I know the last couple of years have really changed the way that we approach friendships, especially new friendships. So when you've been in the position of initiating a friendship with other people, um, what obstacles or hesitancies um, has the Lord helped you to overcome? And Linda, I'd love to start with you, if that's okay. Okay, sure. Um, So as an introvert, (laughs) oh, so lovely, and a shy person, um, So initiating friendships is really difficult for me because of those characteristics, which that's the way God made me, and it's fine. But Mm -hmm. I do struggle a little bit with initiating friendships. God has helped me to get over myself (laughs) by teaching me to be intentional, and that's very key um, Mm -hmm. for me. Um, And maybe some people that are listening to the podcast, if you're an introvert or have my kind of personality, that hopefully is um, encouraging to you as well. But Mm If I relied on myself, um, I would probably stay home Mm -hmm. all alone, Mm -hmm. all day, and that would be just fine. (laughs) (laughs) However, God has shown me the importance of being a friend and having friends, and um, He created us for companionship. In uh, Proverbs 27, 9, it says that oil and perfume make the heart glad, and the sweetness of a friend comes from His earnest or her earnest counsel. We need friends, Mm -hmm. I need friends, and they need me. We Mm -hmm. need each other. And so I just have to work at initiating those friendships and getting out of my little comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I'm with you on that. That (laughs) High on my list. Shamira, what about you? Yeah, I am similar to you guys. Um, I live in the tension of being an introvert as well, but I have the honor and privilege of being on staff here at Christ Chapel, and some of my role on a Sunday involves me being on a stage of some sort. And so a lot of times you have me as an introvert around a group of people 
who I may not necessarily have face-to-face friendships with who think they know me. And so Mm. I definitely resonate with Mm. what you're saying of 2020, I think we can all come out and say was so difficult Mm, for a multitude of reasons for Mm -hmm. people. But I think one of the things that changed was friendships. Um, Mm. And so for me, some just practical ways that I put myself out there to initiate friendships is first and foremost, getting out of the house Um, (laughs) and getting in spheres where there are other women and people that share common interests as you. So like whether that be a book club, a running club, or a mom's group, just taking that first step to put yourself out there. And prayerfully, hopefully, the Lord will provide someone that you can have a small connection with. And then you can just take a hold of that connection and take it further. Ask them out for coffee, maybe lunch. I think it's so easy for us to complain that we're alone and that we're isolated, (laughs) but yet not do anything about it to put yourself out there. And it is. It's uncomfortable. It's hard. You could be, you know rejected. So I definitely understand that, but Mm. don't let, my encouragement would be to not let that fear of rejection drive you into further loneliness because to some degree, we're all yearning to connect because we were made by a relational God. Mm -hmm. Mm, I love that. That That's so true. And I know for me, I'm also an introvert. So room full of introverts here. That's great. (laughs) Um, For me, it's initiating friendships has always been difficult in the same Mm -hmm. way, but even responding to a like a friend request, not a Facebook friend request, just a general like, hey, mm-hmm. do you want to get coffee? Right. Sometimes I still feel that tension right. in those moments as well. And so it's good to remind myself that I'm not the only one mm-hmm. that feels that initial hesitancy or has that small fear in the back of my mind of what if mm-hmm. what if this doesn't mm-hmm. work out to be a great friendship? Right. May, um, I, may I plug in mom's group here? Oh, absolutely. Um, so Shamira was mentioning about um, getting out there, doing something, joining a book club, doing it. So let me just put in this little plug for mom's group, because if you're a mom of young children, I remember what it was like to be a mom of young children, and I needed a, you know, a community of moms encouraging me. So Christ Chapel at all the campuses has moms groups, and um, for those of you who are looking for that are looking for a way to get plugged in mm-hmm. and develop some deep relationships with other other women, other Christian women, check out this ministry because uh, they usually meet once a month. They have fellowship. They pray for each other. They pray for each other's children. Um, I've been in a moms group since my children were uh, elementary school age. And most of our children now in our group are married and have their own children. And um, this core group of ladies has made a significant impact on my life. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not a mom, there's lots of other resources like Shamira was referring to also that you could connect with other women Mm -hmm. women within the church or outside the church. But there's lots of ways you just, you know, if if you're an introvert like I am, then you have to just take that step, like mm-hmm. Shamira was mentioning, like mm-hmm. you were mentioning. You just yeah. have to be bold and take that step. It's hard. Yeah, it is. So if it is, di- which we all know is difficult, it is difficult to put yourself out there mm-hmm. um, or go out on that limb or send that text or walk across the room. We know it's difficult, um, but I want to know, like, what makes it worth it? Mm-hmm. Like, what is it that benefits you and those around you when you have taken that step? Or have you seen any kind of fruit develop out of a situation where you were really hesitant and decided to go ahead and take that first step? Shamira? Yeah, I think for me, um, (laughs) that first step is definitely, like I said, it's very scary, but 
just taking that first step because you just don't know. Like people come from yeah. all walks of life, um, different right. backgrounds, different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. could just find a great friend of somebody you would never even maybe first initially consider mm-hmm. that would be a friend. And so I just think the ability that we have when you put yourself out there of just learning and gleaning from one another, mm-hmm. I mean, you just can't mm-hmm. be it. I love mm-hmm. that. That's a really good perspective. What about you, well, Linda? being older um, – I mean, I've been blessed with some dear friends as I've kind of been around for a while. So, <laughs> um, but my friends, they've kept me accountable. They've given me joy, love, and encouragement. And they're my go to people for, you know, in this time in my life that I'm retired. I mean, it's for recipes, it's for books that they're reading. Mm-hmm. They're, we trade books, um, we go on walks, we exercise, we pray together, all the things. But what's hard for me is I have those established friends. But for new friendships, it's my neighbors. Mm -hmm. And so uh, my husband's very neighborly, um, naturally, and he has challenged me to be more friendly. Um, And our culture is so busy these days Mm -hmm. that, you know, Mm -hmm. people, it just seems like, you know, people go to work or they go to school, they come home, they pull into the garage, they close the garage door, Mm -hmm. and and you never learn each other's names. Yeah. And so I've, I've... lived in a neighborhood about four or five years ago in which this was the case. And um, my husband really challenged me to reach out. Um, you know, he's like, just pick in some cookies and take them to the neighbors, share your name, share your phone number, um, deliver them in person, which mm-hmm. was very hard for me. I was terrified. <laughs> I was embarrassed to say, I'm embarrassed to say that I was really glad if they weren't home and didn't answer the door. Oh, yeah. Because then mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I could just put it on their doorstep, yep. their mm-hmm. porch, you know? It's absolutely a thought I yes, would have had as so- well. <laughs> That sounds terrible, but it was terrifying to me. Yeah. The sad thing is, um, with that too, is that I really didn't get a response. I didn't get thank you notes. I didn't get a positive response from maybe four people that had neighbors that I did that to. Maybe one out of four responded. And so then, what did that do? It made me crawl back into my hole. Mm-hmm. But um, still, it's it's that's just a way that you can reach out. And mm-hmm. it, again, it was out of my comfort zone. But it's important. So for me, it's it's neighbors that I have to really push myself right now with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just so interesting. I mean, it's telling of the times because like oh, growing up yeah. for me, it used to be so normal that you would pull into you know, oh. your garage <laughs> and you would get out and you would talk to your neighbors and yes. you would greet one another and you would ask how your day is going. Yes. And yeah. so I just love that just a simple act of obedience that you had. Like it was out of your norm Aww. and it was uncomfortable, but yet you leaned in and you pushed in and just the fruit out of that obedience, I think is just Aww, so, so sweet, sweet to see. Myra. Yeah. I can say I've been the beneficiary of that <laughs> outward, like reaching out to somebody. Yeah. We were new in a neighborhood mm-hmm. and a two-year-old knocked on my door <laughs> and I was like, what? where is this two-year-old coming from? And come to find out, like, his mom was welcoming to this neighborhood. And I was like, I don't know if I am ready to have you in my life. I know you're here. Um, and flash forward four years later, like, these are these are people I would lay on the ground and get run over for. I Like, I love them to the core of my heart. And it was because they took that step of obedience and they responded to the Lord and said, mm. those people are new and they need a neighbor. Mm. And boy, did we need a neighbor. Mm. We really needed some friends. Mm. And I think it is a reflection too of just us as a believers, like in Philippians 2 verses 5 through 11, you know, it talks about how Jesus didn't account 
count equality with God something to be grasped, but mm. he laid down his life, you know? Uh-huh. And so I think that translates to our friendships, right? Sure. It's not about me, nor will it ever uh, sure. be about me. It will yes. never be about me as a friend, as a wife, as a minister of the gospel. My role is to serve, Yes, is to love, and is yes. to serve. And that's it. Yeah. That's so good because that's what I meant by getting over myself. That's what I've had to do is mm-hmm. just get over, you know, it, it's not comfortable for everybody. So, yeah, that's so great. Yeah. Mm. I love well, that. we've sent just for a good note for that to end on a good note. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We moved. <laughs> <laughs> we moved into a little more established neighborhood for not for that reason, for other reasons too. But, um, and more people are, you know, walk around in this more established neighborhood. And, and, um, we actually, I think it's a more retired, possibly, neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And so um, take more time to speak to each other. And I still, you know, try to bake the cookies, make the pumpkin bread, do that kind of thing. It's still really hard for me when yeah. it's a new neighbor, but it's a great way to reach out. And it's the way that I can reach out. And um, and I really believe that, too, that when we were going through COVID, like Shemira was saying, that was a really hard time because we mm-hmm. isolated ourselves so much. We, people were isolated, which wasn't good. But during that time, a, a good thing in my neighborhood was that we would go outside and we would talk across the fence or talk across the mm-hmm. street to our neighbors. And I developed two really strong, you know, pretty good relationships with two women that way. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think they were hungry for friendship and yeah. I was too because, you know, we were isolated. But um, anyway, so that that's a that ended up being being a good thing that turned out in our neighborhood, and I'm still I'm still working on it. We oh, yeah. we watch out for each other and all, but I still have to work on mm-hmm. being neighborly. Yeah, it's not natural. Yeah, I wanted to shift gears a little bit um, and talk about something I think might be more common than I initially realized. Um, I when I think about friendships like enduring and initiating friendships, I know there are times in our friendships when. We really need to seek out reconciliation for hurt that has come or when a friendship has ended. Um, I know for me, that has been um, just a really difficult mm-hmm. time of really trusting the mm-hmm. Lord mm-hmm. and taking my my hurt to Him or um, calling out to Him in a time when I felt very lonely because I've lost a friendship. Mm-hmm. So um, has there been a time where you ever considered ending a friendship or you sought out reconciliation with a friend? My story's kind of long. Do you want me to go That's first or do you want to go, Shamira? No, it's a Linda, good one, Linda. Go it's ahead. a long one. We're ready. It's the best one. <laughs> I'll try to shorten it, but I, I, for, you know, to make it make sense, hopefully I can um, share what I need to share. But anyway, um, okay, so I've never considered ending a friendship. However, I had a friendship that was very broken at one time. It's a long story, so I'll try to give you the abbreviated version, but so this friend and I, we met when our children were very young. We became family friends. We went to church together. We took family vacations together. Our children participated in sports together. We were in mom's group together, et cetera, et cetera. So mm-hmm. fast forward about seven years, and our relationship, for some reason, became very broken. Mm-hmm. Um, whatever, I was not going to do this. <laughs> I was not going to get emotional, but um, it has a good ending. But anyway, whatever yeah. the conflict, I learned that we both handle conflict differently. And the bottom line is, as we both know now, that we were both sinful, mm. flawed friends, and we needed to love each other better and to seek forgiveness from each other for our wrongs. So to make things even 
worse, we had we were a part of a, a circle of mutual friends. Mm. So what happened? Our broken relationship had an effect on our whole circle of friends, families wow. and friends. So the situation was uncomfortable for everybody. And as a result, I felt like that I had lost all of my friends. Mm. It was embarrassing. So there's my pride coming up. Mm. It's showing its ugly head because it was embarrassing. I was thinking about myself, of course. It was hurtful. It was sad. The broken relationship with a dear friend was just an extremely low point Mm. in my life. So at this very, very low point, I finally turned it all over to God. And Jesus became a closer friend to me because he was, I felt like he was my only friend. Right. So that's a good thing (laughs) that came out of the hurt and the loss. So fast forward about 10 years, I think, um, maybe 10 years later, our children had gone through high school. They'd gone through college at this point. Um, What you need to know is that all of us, this whole circle of friends had been praying for this friendship to be reconciled. I I didn't even know some people were praying for it, but they were. Mm. I mean, diligently praying for it. So for years, we prayed, we waited. And God answered our prayers. Wow. He changed our hearts over time as a result of those prayers. And we've since forgiven one another. We've built up our friendship to be richer, closer, more loving, and honoring than it ever would have been before the brokenness. Mm. Um, you know, in Romans 12:10, Paul writes, he says, um, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. And we weren't seeking the well-being of each other. Um, Mm. But now our hearts are more full of the love of Jesus, and we're able to love each other better because of that. And we cherish each other. We pray for each other. We're able to laugh and cry with each other. We share the hard times. We share the good times. Um, We've gone through losing parents. We've gone through trials and tribulations with our children, just all the things. This story is a story of reconciling our broken friendship that took years of prayer and waiting and searching and forgiveness and Mm -hmm. a change of heart, uh, hearts for both of us. And um, so let me encourage you that if you're in a broken relationship with a friend, pray. I hope it never happens to you, first of all, (laughs) but pray, give it time to heal. And I also just have to mention that I'm just forever grateful for my mutual friends, my friends that were in this whole group that loved on us and prayed for us during those years of brokenness. And ultimately, of course, I have to give God the glory because He healed my heart mm-hmm. and He gave me a, for, a more forgiving heart. And I think she would probably say the same thing if she were sitting here. And also a restoration of a friendship that just went terribly wrong. Mm-hmm. I love that story, Linda. Um, I think wherever you are in life, you can definitely resonate. Um, And something in particular that I really love Uh. is I think sometimes the enemy uses those seasons to tell Uh. you that you are alone. And Uh. you just talked about just the closeness as you are mourning, Uh you know, just the season of friendship and the hardness and difficulty that it brings, but also just the closeness and Uh proximity it Uh brought you to the Lord, I think is beautiful. And Uh. it is. It's so 
hard and difficult when you're in those hard tensions and disagreements with a friend. And I think Mm -hmm. for me, like humility is key. Mm. Saying sorry, seeking forgiveness. um, I know for me, not pointing out what they did. (laughs) And sometimes that looks like praying Mm. for discernment, Mm. asking God, do you want me to overlook this offense or do Mm. I need to address this? And then Mm. just a true apology and humility, owning my role in the conflict and asking like, what can I do again to make sure this doesn't happen again? What can I do to make this right? Um, and just asking God to search my heart. Because mm. I know for me in my sinful state, That's it's good. like, you are wrong. Here is a laundry list of things you did wrong. Now yeah. you need to apologize to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. I wish I'd had your wisdom when I was your age. <laughs> that would have saved me a lot of grief, Stramira. <laughs> it's, it's so interesting to hear both of these stories and wisdom. Um, I was recently in a situation where... Let me preface this by saying that I am the world's best avoider of conflict. Like, I just don't <laughs> yeah, like, like it. I, no. <laughs> I, will, I will run laps around the world to avoid conflict. Um, but I was recently in a position where I was like, oh, I'm going to have to step into some conflict with a friend. Mm. And it is not what I want mm. to be doing right now. Mm. And I thought back to to some conversations that I'd had. And I was thinking about that idea of, like, I I want to be able to discern and say, this is a hard truth I need you to hear. And I'm also in humility coming to apologize for my mm, role in this. Right. I'm a big believer in making a good apology and mm. being willing to reconcile as quickly as possible. Right. Not just to avoid the conflict, although that is a fringe mm-hmm. benefit, but really because I think it does mirror the gospel. It does. Yeah. I think it really is yeah. a beautiful picture of mm-hmm. how we can mirror the image of Christ to other people mm-hmm. around us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. so yeah, I, it's tough when you're in a conflict with a friend, especially, I know Linda, you referenced that y'all had different ways of handling that conflict. And I just, yeah, that's the thing. I think if they're not, you know, sometimes you might be ready to reconcile, but the other person might not be ready. Yeah. So, or might not want to face it or for, for whatever reason. Right. And so that's where I think for us, it just, I think we definitely had a different way of handling it and really couldn't. I don't know. We just it just needed to take some more time and yeah, a long time, but yeah. <laughs> it needed to take yeah. more time. And uh, but anyway, I'm grateful for how it ended up. So mm-hmm. and what a great story! Like I don't know if there are that many people that can share a story that that is it's that rich because it took mm-hmm. so much time right, and the right. Lord did so much work in that time. Yeah. <clears throat> That's incredible. Um, as you look back on your friendships, and um, I know there are always obstacles in friendships, but. When there's a difficulty in a friendship, what has helped you to overcome that difficulty? And I'm thinking about obstacles that are like life circumstances, mm-hmm. like a big move or something like that. As you mm-hmm. see different changes in your life, what helps you to persevere in friendships? Yeah. Um, speaking of, you know, just seasons <laughs> of transition, yeah. I for sure am one mm-hmm. being a newlywed mm-hmm. um, and almost celebrating a year of marriage, which is wow. wild. Oh my goodness. Um, but an obstacle, I think, for me specifically in this season is just my schedule is oh, yeah. busy. Um, yeah. And navigating the waters of being a wife and, mm-hmm. you know, being present at work and making sure, like, I go to the gym and maintain a level of health and all these things that I feel like every woman struggles with in some way, shape, or form. Um, and honestly, truly, it can just be negligence on my part. Um 
of just being a friend. And so for me, practically what I try to do is when someone is on my heart, I try to stop and call or send a text in that moment. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether it's a, hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying for you. I hope you're doing well. I hope your family's doing well. Reaching out and initiating a conversation, even if it feels awkward or it's been in overabundance of time. Mm -hmm. Because I know for me, being the recipient of that always feels good. Yeah, sure. And it always is like, oh, I'm so grateful you're Mm -hmm. thinking about me. How are you doing? Mm -hmm. Um, And if I feel like I'm being neglected and I feel like I'm the friend that's been left in the dust um, for whatever (laughs) reason, giving grace because Mm -hmm. we've all had busy seasons and needed that grace. Um, And so for me, it's just remembering that. Um, I may not know what's going on in their life, you know, in their circumstances, but I need to give grace and reach out instead of waiting for that person to reach out to me. Um, so humility is key. Um, and something that I think helps me persevere um, is just remembering that true friendships heighten my joy in God. Like we were made for companionship and companionship truly can deepen our joy. Oh, and so that's that. a gift. That's beautiful, Shamara. That is. I love that. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's kind of like what you were saying as far as um, expectations. I think for me, it boils down to those expectations. Like you said, we're in different seasons. Um, and so my expectations in a friendship need to be, they need to be reasonable. Mm-hmm. And I need to consider that my friends, like like you were saying, sometimes, you know, it could be that you're a young mom and you uh, are busy with your children and mm-hmm. all the things that go along mm-hmm. with that. Or you could be... Um, a new newly married person and you're trying to figure out all navigate all of that and whatever it is lots of grace you're right that's in the expectations that i have for different seasons that we're in it changes with mm-hmm. what season kind of we're in um what helps me for persevering through that is um is just um you know being that friend that has the grace or mm-hmm. needing or or having friends that will give you the grace Ooh, yes <laughs> so yeah. for example when um when my children were young i didn't work outside the home and so it was a little more difficult for me because i most of my friends did work so they weren't available for me like they weren't able to go on a walk or you know whatever which um so that was that was hard but then also, when my uh, as an older adult, uh, my my dad was really sick about six years ago, and I had to be with him for about three months. He was very very sick, and then ended up mm-hmm. passing away. But during that time, I wasn't really a very good friend. I really wasn't available for my friends. Right. But they didn't shun me. They didn't. Right. You know, they just they they supported me. They sent me uh, you know cards. They even sent my dad cards. How sweet oh, I is love that? that? And um, so just. Understanding that you know, just because a friend doesn't call you or hasn't connected or answered right. your text or whatever, it's it's okay. They're going to walk alongside me during the happy, the, the sad, the, all right. the things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's good to yeah. keep that perspective. I yeah. think it's hard. It's so because we can expect a lot from our friends sometimes. Oh yeah, even subconsciously, like when people yes. fail to meet our standard, you're like, oh, I yes. didn't realize I had that. I didn't realize I had that. Absolutely, oh, yeah. failed to meet. Okay, absolutely. Mm. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's good to get For that sure. introspection and think about, oh, why did I have that expectation? Right. Uh-huh, exactly. Am I really that good of a friend to that person as well? <laughs> right. Oh. That's the question I yeah. find myself it having to answer. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, mm-hmm. mm. yeah. Um, what do you think makes somebody a good friend? What's something that brings you joy in the friendships mm. that are around you? 
Well, I'll go first. Um, for me, a good friend is um, somebody that's honest mm-hmm. and is confidential with, you know, those, those really close friends. This is what I think of. Someone that's honest, th- someone that's confidential, a good listener, someone that's genuine. Mm-hmm. And uh, most importantly, someone that prays with you and prays for you. Yeah. Um, one of my good friends recently posted on my birthday. She said, um, we can go a year without seeing each other, but nothing changes. So to me, that's a good friend, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. somebody that you, uh, I mean, I had talked, scored with her for a long time and we were like peanut butter and jelly. And um, mm-hmm. now that I'm retired, we don't get to spend very much time together. So we try to be intentional about scheduling times to be together. And uh, recently we were on a walk and she said, we were just on this walk and out of the blue, she says um, that she tells me that she's been diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. So I was the one friend that she told at that point. And that's to me where trust, prayer, and being genuine comes in. And I want to be that kind of friend. I want to be that kind of friend. And I want those kinds of friends, you know. So she's felt safe to confide in me. And she knows that I'm going to pray for her. I'm going to walk alongside her during this battle. And um, I'm just really, really fortunate to have a small circle of friends that I call my good friends. You know, I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that's so important. You don't have to have, you might have a ton of friends. And and Shamira has a, you have a great example for this. (laughs) But, you know, but you do need that small circle of friends that are, that have these unbelievable characteristics that you know are going to walk with you through the good and the bad. And Mm -hmm. they know, they know all about you and they still love you. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I think that's maybe a lot of times women feel this tension because we are social beings and we like love people and we want to be at, you know, the birthday parties uh-huh. and the dinners and the anniversary dinners and stuff. Um, but we are finite, limited beings Ooh, with yes. finite, limited time, yep. capabilities and space. Uh-huh. And so not everyone is going to be your best friend. Uh-huh. And that's okay. Sure. You We'll probably have a close knit of girlfriends who, like you were saying, mm-hmm. Linda, know your sin, know what's going on in your life, mm-hmm. um, you know, are not astonished by anything that you say, are right. praying for you, are in your corner. Right. And that is what I call the inner circle. Mm-hmm. And then you may have your next circle of friends who are friends that, you know, may know a little bit about what's going on in your life, mm-hmm. but may not necessarily know all the nitty gritty <laughs> details. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But they know, hey, you're going through a difficult season. Oh, you're celebrating this. Okay, great. And then you may have the next level of friends or acquaintances where y'all see each other at work or, you know, you share Mm -hmm. that common um, space of like a book club or whatever. Um, And y'all are very friendly. Y'all may go out to lunch every once Mm -hmm. in a while, but they aren't as in-depth as those inner circle of Mm -hmm. people. And I think it's just making that okay for women of like not everyone is going to be your best friend. Right. And that's just yeah. the reality. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah, yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. Like so. Yeah. And I think for me, what makes a good friend? I think that first is such a great question. Um, and for me, when I think about my close circle of friends, the things that solidify our friendships is our relationship and our walk with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and And for me... The reason why that is is because when things in life hit, I run to those friends who are close to the Lord Mm -hmm. because I know that whatever advice they give is prayerfully through the lens of Scripture instead of whatever is worldly or whatever Mm -hmm. platitude may Mm -hmm. make me feel better about myself. Mm -hmm. And they will also expose a sin that will keep me from God. Yeah. 
They'll mm-hmm. say, hey, I'm really sorry this is happening, but also you messed up when you said this. But yeah. also you probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have done this. You know, you're being kind mm-hmm. of petty. You may you maybe need to ask for forgiveness. And so they're going to be the people that call me out on my sin and they're going to relate and be empathetic, but they will always push me to the cross and to the mm-hmm. Lord. And I just don't think you can go wrong with that by any means. Absolutely not. Yeah. And, you know, it's just yeah. the best. No. And so mm-hmm. those are the friends that I think of, of like, what makes a good friend? It's mm-hmm. those people who are walking with the Lord and are striving and doing their best to run mm-hmm. after them as best as possible. Oh, you couldn't have said it better. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm really, I agree. when I look at my, my inner circle, like there's three right. of us and we like, that's our job. Right. Our job is to call each other out on right. our sin. Our job is to encourage and equip uh-huh. each other to like pursue the Lord wholeheartedly. Uh-huh. And almost every time we get together and have those conversations, I am like, Lord, how did you do this? Like, right. how did you how yeah. did you give me these two yeah. amazing women in my life that are able to do this? And when I look back at it, I ask the question, like, how do you cultivate that kind of a friendship? Mm. The answer I keep coming back to is you ask the Lord. Mm-hmm. Ask 100%. the Lord. 100%. He desires that yeah. for all of us. He desires mm-hmm. us to know Him mm-hmm. and to image Him to our friends mm-hmm. and to push our friends to toward closeness with Him. Mm-hmm. Right. And so when we ask those things of the Lord, I know He desires to meet it. Right. The other hand, I also think, Camille, you got to be that friend. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. a lot of times I don't. I don't want to do the work of being that friend, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. it is so, it's so worth it um, mm. in, in the long game. Um, so how have That's you seen good. friendships change or shift over time? What has that looked like um, in both of your lives? Yeah. So for me, um, when life stages change with friends, um, I can listen. You know, I think about one of my dear friends, um, my close circle, mm-hmm. Don't live anywhere near me. So a lot of times it's mm-hmm. the FaceTime dates or the phone calls. And so um, one of my friends just had a baby and she's a year old and it's the most precious thing ever. And I'm not in that life stage. And that's okay. But, you know, when she calls me, it's like, hey, I had a really hard day with my child today. I can, like, sit and listen and just mm-hmm. be a listening ear to her mm-hmm. um, and just let her vent. Um, and the same thing was for me when I was single and some of my friends got married Um and I got married later in life, transitioning to having less time on my own to navigate in the waters of how to be a good friend can just be really, really hard sometimes. And I know sinfully myself, I have high expectations of myself. And so learning how to be intentional was big, uh, yeah. you know. Um, and mm. when I do have that face-to-face time with my friends, turning my phone off, turning off my watch, and just mm. really engaging and being present um because I, I we're just so distracted we live in a very distracted world um and so making sure that i'm leaning in and i'm asking good questions and i'm actively listening not mm-hmm. listening to respond um is big yeah mm-hmm. that. oh that's really big yeah <laughs> linda what about you um well i my friends so the question how have i seen them friendship change and shift i think when i was um you know, a young mom, your my, my friends were my kids' friends' moms, kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. <laughs> to follow that line of thought. Those are the best friends. Friends. <laughs> <laughs> But and actually we're still this is my good group of friends still now. So yeah. um but now I think one one thing that I I do more I do better now mm-hmm. maybe is that I devote more time to my friendships. But it's because mm-hmm. I 
have more time. So that's a hard thing in that when you're in that season of just busyness, you do have to be very intentional and make you know make those FaceTime dates or whatever you have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have to be intentional, but I do ha- have more time to devote to my friendships. So I'm able to pour into them more now, mm-hmm. um, which I wish I had done more mm-hmm. of when I was younger. I mm-hmm. wish I had been more intentional with that. But remember, I was that person that it was okay for me to be by myself. Uh, yes. I could just be in my house all day long and it's just fun, you know? Yes. So it was hard for me, but I wish I had because um, that that's a that's a great thing to devote, to be able to devote more. Now um, I have some really close friendships with, I have friends that I, I walk with. I have friends that we do Bible study together. I have friends that we girl go on girls trips together. We're all mutual friends, but anyway, we we all do a little bit of all of that, and so um, it's wonderful. I mean, I have friends that, well, you know, you want friends that you can call on to pray for mm-hmm. you, or you want friends mm-hmm. that are going to remind you of when a prayer was answered. Which I have a friend like that that you know writes it in her Bible, and I'm mm-hmm. you know like calls me and says, "Remember, you know, this is when." We, I prayed this, and we prayed this, and God answered this prayer. And that is um, a good friend. Huge, it's incredible. I mean, that is so challenging. And I'm just, gonna take, yes, take a note on yes, that. That is, and like, will randomly friend. send me, you know, a text that's just um, very deep and encouraging, and all of that. And so, um, so yeah, my friendships have changed, but I think, I think they're pouring. We're pouring more into our friend. I think we've matured. Mm. That's another thing. I mean, even mm. if you don't have a lot of time. I think um, you can still do a lot of things, but I think also, I think I've matured as a Christian, right? as a person as well, but as a Christian too. So as you go through things and you have these friends that walk with you through life, then, um, you know, your friendship just gets deeper and deeper and, um, and, and it does shift a little bit and it changes a little bit, but um, it's... It's just, it's having that time to devote to each other is just huge. And mm-hmm. I wish I had been more consistent with that. Mm-hmm. If there's anything, you know, we always want to go back and have a do-over, but right. um, <laughs> yeah. if there's anything I wish I had done better, I think that young people do, younger people do a very good job with that. Like, I, I think that you all try a lot harder to to really pour into each other. You do the coffee dates. You go out for coffee. You go out for, to eat. You Girls get together for movie night or girls trips or whatever. I didn't do all that. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had because those are those are real big. Yeah, big and things. I think we important. we make intentionality more complicated than it needs to be, right? True. Like, I, <laughs> yeah. I remember yeah. when we initially talked about it, you know, you can be intentional with a friend by popping a card in the mail mm-hmm. for right. their birthdays yeah. or right. for their anniversaries. Or if, you know, right. they have a parent who's sick, like, Right. Hey, I'm thinking about you. I'm praying right. for you and your family, you know, um, sending a present, you know, mm-hmm. going on a walk with them, trying mm-hmm. to find ways to squeeze in that time. And in those seasons of change too, just being gentle with yourself. Um, mm-hmm. You're learning. You have no context of this new season that you're mm-hmm. in. So yep. it's learning how to be also be gentle with yourself True. and being okay with the yep. way, with the fact that things are going to look differently than they right. did before. Right. And that's something I've had to right. learn in this right. new season with friendships of like, oh, I was able to before. For like, you know, put a card in the mail a week right. before my friend's birthday so it arrive on time. Now it may be a week later, but my heart is still good, and right. I'm still trying to be right. intentional. It's right. just maybe later than normal. Yeah. And so, um, just realizing that for some, sometimes in some seasons, your plate is overflowing, and there's a lot mm-hmm. on your plate, and you mm-hmm. feel like you're failing. And every day, you're like, "Am I going to accomplish all the things?" And just learning how to pray and ask God to hold your plate. 
hold the plate where I all the things that. are there. Because oh, he's good the best so person good. that can hold it, right? Like, so good. I can hold it, but Jesus can hold it way better. Yeah, My plate so way good. better mm-hmm. than I can. So good. That's a really wise, uh, that's a really good picture. I'm going to keep it with me in my head for a while on uh, that. Same here. Yeah, I love absolutely. that, that really good. focus on grace that just, yeah. there's so much grace to cover all these things. And right. of course, as we're looking out toward our friendships, I think we were all in this position for a couple of years where we just knew that friendships were going to look different, right? right and right. so now we're all kind of in this land of like, wow, what expectations do I have of right. my friendships? How do I approach this? How do I mm-hmm. honor the Lord in this? How do I be creative mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. willing to um, engage in friendships in a way that um, might not look like I thought it was going to, right. you know? Um, but I think that the Lord equips us for those moments and... Mm-hmm. Um, it's good to see what fruit he can cultivate in those moments where um, we weren't really anticipating building a new friendship mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. we really had to reconcile. Mm-hmm. And um, now on the end of it, we can see the fruit of it. Or mm-hmm. when good. things in our life change or we see a friendship that kind of ebbs and flows, right. um, you know, we don't have to be so concerned about it because we know that the Lord is um, orchestrating all those things mm-hmm. for so true. His glory and our good. good. Yep. Um, Well, as we close our time, I want to just think about um, and share with each other what scripture has really encouraged you in your friendships or shaped how you approach being a great friend to others. What are some of those verses that you want to just share with somebody as they think about being a good friend? We've talked a lot about grace, and I Mm -hmm. I love this verse. well, several verses, but in 1 Peter 4, 8 through 10, it says, Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. As each one has received a gift, used it to serve one another mm-hmm. as good stewards of God's varied grace. And I just thought that was a great, um, those are some great verses on friendship. And mm-hmm. then in Colossians 3, 12 through 14, it says, Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. Mm. If I had only done that with that friendship way back, way back, way back. But you know what? It's okay. Mm-hmm. God healed it. You're sharing yeah. that truth with us now. And yeah. we're, right. And now so I'm that's, gonna, an import, that's important. Yes. Right. I'm just going to plaster Other ladies that. can learn from it, right? Yes. Absolutely. Such, such a gift. Yeah. If you're listening, yes. just plaster that if. poster on the wall yes. as you walk out the door every day yes. and make that your friendship goal. I love that. Oh, man. Um, I think for me, I um, thought about John... 1335, and it says, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you Mm. have love for one another. Mm. And I just think about how, kind of Camille, like what you were saying, like the way I treat my fellow sister in Christ is a witness to the world. And so I want to be as best of a witness in my sinful, very sinful Mm -hmm. state some days, um, as best of a witness as I can to this broken and hurting Mm -hmm. world. Because like I said, Mm -hmm. we are all longing for connection and Mm -hmm. to be known. Um, Mm -hmm. And as ultimately we are known by our Savior, but Mm -hmm. we want to be known by other people Mm -hmm. too. And so I want to be known as my love for my fellow sister in Christ. Mm, That's really good. Absolutely. I love that. It's so good. Well, I'll end by sharing mine, which is John 15, 12, and 13. 
which says, this is Jesus saying, this is my commandment that you love one another as mm-hmm. I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so glad that God created us both with a need and a desire for friendship, mm-hmm. and more importantly, that he gave us that perfect example of sacrificial friendship in Absolutely. Jesus. And we get to intentionally pursue friendships, mm-hmm. knowing it not only benefits us mm-hmm. as we grow in Christ together, but also that we get to be used by God, like you were saying, Shamira, mm-hmm. and the lives of those around us to mm-hmm. bring him glory and, and be the gospel of grace to those people. Absolutely. It's all about the heart. It's all about grace. It's all about forgiveness. It's all yeah. about all those things. Yeah. And it's hard. Yeah. But it can be it can be done, and it's important. Yes. Yeah. So yes, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it. I learned so much from both of y'all. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, I'll pray and close out our time together. Thanks so much, you guys, for being mm-hmm. here. Lord, we praise you for being a God who created us to know you, um, and you created us to be people who love you and love the people that you've put in our lives. I ask that these words would be an encouragement to us to seek out friendships. Mm-hmm. to quiet any fears that we have in pursuing friendship, that we would ultimately seek your glory and others' good as we um, pursue friendships uh, sacrificially and with a heart to serve. Mm-hmm. We love you, Lord, and it's in your name that we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen.